Brown Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. All right, everyone, how are you doing today? I am glad to be with you here on the podcast this week. Today, we have an awesome, awesome topic. And this actually comes from a listener question. My man, Ben. Ben asks, what are the best ways to start training for a half or full marathon or short triathlons while doing strength training? And he asks, or should these be done separately? So the title that I put on this podcast was best way to start training for marathons or triathlons while doing strength training. Ben's also asking if, you know, maybe those things don't necessarily fit together. And I'm here to answer that question completely. So we'll go through like what to look for in a marathon or half marathon training program. If you're going to be doing that, if you should be doing strength training or CrossFit with it, and then also what to look for in a triathlon program. And Ben mentions a short triathlon, but I'll go, you know, go ahead and reference all distances of triathlon with this. And then also, should you be doing any strength training or CrossFit with that? Before I get started and jump right into it, I want to make sure and mention a couple of my partners here. I'm going to get through this quickly so we can get to the podcast, though. Perfect Amino from Body Health is an amino acid supplement that I take every single day. In fact, I take about 20 to 30 pills a day because it helps me recover so fast. Back when I was having a whole bunch of adrenal fatigue issues, my body was not digesting protein. So I was referred to Perfect Amino. And Perfect Amino, if taken on an empty stomach, does not need to be digested. So you get all the essential amino acids that are put together to build proteins, and those proteins can be used to repair your body. So when I started taking it, I noticed that I was recovering way faster, and it's about been about two years, and I can say that if I take my Perfect Amino religiously, I hardly ever get sore. Seriously, I did a whole bunch of weighted lunges, front rack weighted lunges up to 205 for high reps the other day, and I did not get sore at all. That would usually make my butt, my glutes, my quads, hamstrings, all of that super sore. So, But I made sure and took extra perfect aminos on that day around the workout and morning, noon, and night. No soreness. So highly recommend perfect amino. Go to allaroundjoe.com slash perfect amino and use the code all around Joe to get yourself a discount. The next and final partner that I want to talk about is Whoop. That's W-H-O-O-P.com. And the Whoop strap is an always-on activity tracker. So if you're a hard-charging athlete or even just somebody that tends to push it a little bit too far, sometimes, like I do, the Whoop is essential for you. You always have it on your wrist. It looks sporty. People who use them will look at it and you know identify what's up with you and know that you're doing stuff and you're you're working hard. What it does is it's going to give you a recovery score every morning. You connect it to your phone. It pops up a recovery score. It's going to be green, yellow, or red, and you can tell how hard you want to train for that day. It's super essential, like I said, for those of us that tend to push a little bit too hard or to know if you were overstressed the day before or the days before because it actually has machine learning behind it, and it will take all of this data and then give you an accurate score of how recovered you are. So I know that if my body is green, I can do, you know, a really hard workout or a couple of hard workouts that day. If it's yellow, I'm probably going to have more of a practice day. And if it's red, I'm probably going to either do some very light active recovery, meditation, take the day off, something like that. So check out whoop at whoop.com. Use the code all around Joe and you get yourself a hundred bucks off the whoop strap. 
Check that out. Let me know if you have any questions. But let's jump right into this podcast today. I'm excited to talk about this. I want to thank Ben for his question because I think that a lot of people get stuck with this one and they start doing a half marathon, full marathon, or triathlon training program and they dump their strength training or their CrossFit. And it's just really funny to me because I went into my approach with marathons and ultra marathons that I didn't want to lose all my strength. And why would you want to? Why do you want to be a singular athlete that, you know, can run a marathon really fast, but you can't lift your own body weight on a squat? It's ridiculous. You know, you're holding your your friend's kid and they, they feel heavy. That's ridiculous. It shouldn't be like that. You should have more aspects of fitness than just endurance. And what I found was that I went into my first ultra marathon having squatted heavy and deadlifted heavy all the way up through the week of that particular race. And we're talking like going over 400 pounds on both my squats and my back squats and my deadlifts for, for many reps, right? So heavy, heavy training. And well, actually maybe it was over 315 on my squats and over 400 for heavy reps because I was bodybuilding at the time or doing like high rep training. So like 10 reps at 315 and, you know, 10 reps at 405 for, for deadlifts and 315 for, for back squats. So I was going really heavy. And what I found was that when I went into the race, I had quite a bit more muscle than those around me, even though I was training long distance uh, ultra marathon training. But what happened was when things started to get harder, I had the muscular ability to just push through. So a lot of these guys and girls would go, went out really fast and I was just cruising along because I didn't have an incredibly fast pace, but I would have a pace I could just keep going at because my muscles were so good at recovering from all the weight training that I did. Yep, all of the weight training that I did. Because what happens is when you do weight training, especially higher rep stuff like eight or more repetitions, your body has to flush out the lactic acid that is built up. And what happens with long distance running, you also build up lactic acid, but it doesn't start to hit you until late, like later on hours into the race. And people don't tend to realize that. They think the specificity training or specific running is going to be what does that or like, you know, oh, I'm going to go out and run sprints. And it does help a little bit, but nothing like the heavy strength training that I have or that I have witnessed in my own training and my own races. So when I get to that point of like, for me, it was around the first marathon mark, right? So the 30 mile-ish mark, um, or even a little bit less than that, like the 20, 25-ish mile mark for the 50Ks and the 30 mile-ish mark for the 50 milers, I would start really picking people off, passing a ton of people because they couldn't deal with the pain of the lactic acid that was building up. And I was just, you know, thinking to myself, oh, this is like a tough set of uh, high rep back squats or deadlifts, right? That's how my legs felt. So I knew what it felt like. And my body was producing lactic acid, but I was able to flush it better than they were. I would take a couple minutes and do like a leg drain where you lay down on your back, put your feet up on the tree and it drains the, the lactic acid or helps your body circulate blood faster and will flush out that lactic acid faster. And I would recover so quickly where people that hadn't been training like that would take much more time. So those are my personal experiences with how I perceive and how I think we should be done with ultra marathon and triathlon training because I also did uh, two Ironman events, full Ironman events, and strength trained right up through those as well with the same type of weightlifting and, and CrossFit going on. So I'll address that a little bit further as we get into this and get into the specifics of how many times per week 
and what you should look for in those training programs. So when you're doing this, whether it's going to be you know a half marathon, a full marathon, or short triathlons or long triathlons, there are certain things that you're looking for in your training programs. First of all, you want to have a training program that's going to fit what you want to accomplish, right? If you want to accomplish a triathlon program or a triathlon, you should not be following a marathon program. So just go out there and search for a program that you think will fit what you're trying to accomplish. Um, next up, if you choose a marathon program, make sure that you tri- pick a program that is the number of days per week that you want to be training, okay? And know that if you choose a marathon program, you're probably going to be less training days per, or running days per week than if you choose a triathlon program because triathlon has three different movement patterns. And if you do weightlifting or CrossFit on top of that, then you're going to have a fourth thing that you're going to be doing. So... If you are going to look into your training program, we're going to cover running first, all right? So the first thing to look for in a running half marathon or marathon training program, number one, I think that you should only be training no more than three times per week. I've found that if you train more than that, body tends to get beat up and broken down before the race comes, and you end up feeling like you need time off, all right? Not even that you peak. Because, I mean, just running three days a week, you're going to feel like you get to the point where you hit your taper, which is the tapers the week before the race, that you back it off a little bit so your body recovers, and then you have a PR-style running day for the actual race. If If I train more than three days a week on running, I feel like just my body is falling apart, and the taper doesn't get me back to that point. But three days a week, I've found there's plenty of running plenty of running. In fact, I only run two days a week now and I'm totally fine to go out and run marathon distance on two days a week. But if I was just focusing on a specific race, I'd probably go out three days a week and no more than that. All right. It's just too hard on your joints, at least my joints. And I think that people that are just following things blindly, not listening to that are going to run into problems down the line. And this is going to be true for if you're doing a half marathon, full marathon, or ultra marathon. I was never training more than three days a week for ultra marathon programming. So don't think, oh crap, I'm going to be doing a marathon or an ultra marathon. I need to be training every day, running every day. You might be training every day, but you're not running every day. You know, if you need more endurance, you can supplement things like rowing or biking so you can get your lungs and your body able to flush out the the lactic acid quickly but you're not having the impact of the running. The running just has impact on it, on your body. Even if you are very, very proficient at running, you do pose running, you have you know gravity working on your side, you're using your body the way that you should, you're avoiding heel striking, all of that stuff, it's still going to take a toll on your body, and I don't necessarily recommend doing more than three days a week. Next up, a complete training program should have three components in my opinion it should have a day that's a long slow distance that has a linear progression what does that mean just like with strength training you want a linear progression you're going to go up 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 all right so let's say you start at like two miles or three miles and the next week you do four miles five miles six miles like that there may be some steps in there and that's totally fine so our body usually adapts for a certain period of time, then it needs to step back. So a lot of times you'll see, all right, I'm going to do a three-month training program. You know, weeks one through three are going to be up. So you go three, four, five, and then on 
six, you go back down to three, but then you'll bump yourself back up or you go back down to four and then you go five, six, seven, then you go back to five, then you go six, seven, eight, like that. And it continues to move you up to that actual race number. Also know that you're not gonna usually get close to the actual number that you're gonna run in the race before or during your training. So if you see a marathon training program and it only gets you up to 20 miles, that's pretty normal. You don't necessarily need to go all the way up to that distance. The distance is fine. You're just getting your body prepared to endure a certain amount of stress, and then you can take it that extra distance. It's not going to be that much or any difference if you go and run 26.2 miles versus 20 miles. So if you trained yourself to do well on 20 miles, you're going to do fine on 26 miles. Just know that because you're going to be putting in all of this distance leading up to that actual event. And you should have at least three months of training at least before you do one of these longer distances. And if you're doing something like an Ironman, we'll talk about that. But that's going to be more like six months or a year of training depending on where your body is at right now. Lastly, for the thing to look for in the marathon, or, or I'm sorry, I didn't even get into it. That, we talked about the linear progression. So the linear progression day is definitely important, but then you're also going to have, you're going to look for the long, slow distance day, a day of interval training, and then a day of fun run or fartlek. And fartlek is just kind of like going out and some, there's some hills, there's some ups, downs, you know, you go fast when you feel good, you go slow when you feel not so good. You just kind of go with the flow of it. And that is something that I really like to do in my training and I look for having those particular types of days because if it's too regimented and they want you to stick by too many paces sometimes it just like beats up your mind and you're training a lot but now lastly uh, doing heavy strength training I think is the best that you can do for your joints keeping those healthy as well as your muscles and being able to recover because of what I talked about earlier with the body's ability to not only beat up the tissue during the training and then recover quickly right away but it also flushes it helps you to flush lactic acid faster it helps you to feel less fatigued and it helps you to get to know the pain threshold that you have because it is important that you know how things feel right if you felt something that hurt really bad when you're doing back squats for high reps and then you feel something that probably won't even hurt 50 percent of that when you're out running then it's no big deal so these people that hadn't gone through that are going to have a lot harder time dealing with that buildup of lactic acid that just burns and hurts than you will because you've done a bunch of CrossFit and weight training. Now let's dive into the triathlon. And I know that Ben had asked about shorter distance triathlons, but it's not going to be that much different. You're still going to have to train a certain number of times just because of the three sports that you're training for, the swim, bike, and the run, meaning a number of times per week. But just the distances and the duration of the training program will be longer if you're doing, let's say, an Olympic distance or half iron or full iron man training. You will usually be training up to six days a week. I know that when I was doing my triathlon training, I would do two swim days, two bike days, and two run days. And sometimes you get that down by doing something called a brick where you put two things into the same day. So you might like do a swim workout and then hop right out of the water, change as fast as you can, and then do a bike workout right after that. And it's a good idea to do those. And it's something that I'm going to talk about in a second. 
but you're going to have, like I said, two swim days, two bike days, two running days, or at least two workouts of each per week. You, it'd be hard to fit in more than that. And you really don't need it. I never trained more than that. Done a couple of Ironmans, a couple of half Ironmans, several Olympic distance. It, you don't really need that much more than, than it. And in fact, if you have a weak point, you could do like, let's say you were really good at biking, but not so good at swimming. You could do three days of swimming, one day of biking, two days of running. But chances are you're going to be able to get good at swimming relatively quickly. I know that a little a little story for you, the first triathlon that I ever did was an Olympic distance triathlon. And I had signed up for the triathlon before doing a move from New York City to Seattle. So what I did is my brother came with me on the road trip and he had done uh, an Ironman in the past. So he knew how to swim. So he taught me how to swim at specific places along the road trip. So we took about two weeks where we swam at some lakes, we swam at some pools, and he taught me how to get comfortable swimming as we were going. So if you think that you cannot do it, you definitely can. I did it. I had not swam with my head in the water at all before that, and I was able to figure it out, learn it in order to survive an Olympic distance triathlon two weeks after starting swimming. And I got through it. Was a swim hard? Yeah, it was hard. Did I have to take some breaks as along the way? I did, but the swim is the shortest component of a triathlon, and I actually wish it was longer. So you get that swim done and then the the other components of the triathlon, the bike and the run are going to be so much longer than the swim that even if you have to spend some time, you know, frog stroking or doggy paddling, you're going to be just fine. It's not going to be an issue. And in fact, setting a date up for you to learn by is a great way of forcing yourself to learn quickly. <laughs> so give that a shot. That's how I did it. And that means that you can do it too. All right, so like I said, you're going to be training about six days per week. Um, there should also be, when you're looking at how to, or a training program, there should also be a linear progression to this training, meaning that you start at l low distance days and you get longer distance as you go up to, you know, like two thirds of the total distance of the race that you're going to be doing. And sometimes for the swim, you can even go the full distance because the swim is just not that long. I mean, even for a full Ironman, I think the longest it ever took me to swim was like an hour and a half. So you're never going to be in the water all that long. So you could do a full full distance. But for like the bike and the run, you're not going to do that full distance. Like I said, it's going to be working your way up to about around two-thirds of the total distance of what you're going to be doing on race day. So look for that as a buildup in duration. And I also like to do those uh, different styles of training as well. You won't be able to get them in every single week. Like with running, you don't get the three different different styles, but you're going to have a linear progression. You'll probably have some interval training. And then every once in a while, you'll just have a fun run. And the fun run type stuff could be, you know, going out and doing one of those brick days where you do a bike and a run right after each other or a swim and a bike, or maybe even do a, a mini try, you know, where you do swim, bike, run, and it's not very long, but you just get the feeling for what it's going to feel like to go from the swim to the bike and the bike from the run because that is actually the hardest part of the triathlon in my opinion is making that transition because you've gotten yourself into the zone of the swim and then you've got to get out and run to your bike and then you've got a bike for a long time and then when you get done with your bike and you've been biking pretty hard you don't really feel like running or at least you're you may mentally feel like it but your legs are so used to spinning that when you start doing the running technique 
it just feels weird for a while. But you definitely get used to it, and doing those trainings will help you to get used to it more quickly than if you were to just go out and do it, which I've tried. I don't recommend it. I do recommend training for it. And the strength training component. So ideally, I do believe that you you should do some strength training as you're doing your triathlon if you can fit it in. Some people have a hard time with that, and I can see why. Because if you're training six days per week for triathlon at an hour plus or, you know, 30 minutes to two hours each training session, that's a lot of time. And if you have a family and you have other obligations, if you have a job, it's hard to get those things done. So when I did it, I would do, I did a six day triathlon training week and then I did CrossFit five days a week. And the way that I would set it up is I'd get up first thing in the morning and do my training right away. I think, you know, if I had time to eat, I would eat, but sometimes it'd be on an empty stomach. It depends on how far you had to travel. Like if you're going to go to the pool, you'd get up and you have some food on your way and then you do your workout and eat some more. Then you go to work and then after work or at lunchtime, you do go to the CrossFit gym and do your CrossFit workout in. So that's how I set up the two-a-days and it totally works. You just have to know that if you're doing something like that, you're probably not going to have time for going out and hanging out with friends. If you have a family, they're going to have to you know, know what commitment you've got yourself into, make sure that you discuss it with them. Because when I did this, I didn't have it. I wasn't in a relationship. I didn't have anything else going on. It was just training and work and training and sleep and eating. That was it. Those are the only things I was focused on. And you have to, and you have to think about this um, when you're going to be training this often or this much that you have to have recovery too. It can't be that like, you can't expect to make your body do this and then have, you know, six hours of sleep. You may run on six hours of sleep right now, but once you start this training volume, you're going to need eight, nine, ten hours of sleep or naps in between types of things. And you're going to need to have your nutrition on point. You're going to make sure that you have all of your macros and your calories are going to need to bump up. So you're going to have to eat more, which sounds cool, but it's going to get to the point where you're having to eat because you need to recover and not because it's just like, oh, cool, I get to eat. So you want to take that into account. Speaking of, I need to get some food in me right now. But you have to have those things. You need to get the massage. You need to get chiropractic adjustments. You have to schedule all those things in. So even when I mentioned that you have six training days of doing triathlon plus weight training or CrossFit, which I highly recommend you do because it's going to make you a stronger athlete all around and make it easier when the times get tough. You have those things and then you have to sleep more, you have to eat more, you have to have more massages, more time with your either your PT or your, probably your chiropractor is going to be a better choice, your sports chiropractor. And you have to have the point where you have some sort of downtime. So it's always good to, you know, read or meditate, that type of thing will help you with your recovery. So you have all of those components going in to it. So you can understand that how it's hard to be a triathlete, especially a competitive triathlete, and have anything else going on in your life. But do I recommend having a quality program? Yes, and that's what you should look for. You should look for a swim, bike, run, about two times per week for each of them, having some bricks in there, linear progression, and making sure that you have some variation in the training. So linear progression, long, slow distances, plus getting some interval training in there, getting some bricks in there, all that fun stuff, and that you have weight training in there. Anybody that tells you you should not do weight training or CrossFit with your triathlon training. The only argument that I would say that, you know, would be different than that is if maybe you were a pro and you had specific training protocols. And in that case, you're probably having your coach 
prescribe certain amounts of weight training or CrossFit during certain parts of your season. But that is the only time everybody else should be doing that because it's going to make your body stronger. It's going to make it easier to recover from more workout to the next. It's going to make it easier to perform better on race day because your body's going to be able to endure more and recover faster in that particular moment. So I hope this was beneficial for you. I hope that it, you know, answered the question of how to look for a half marathon, full marathon, or triathlon training program, and should you be doing strength training with it, or should it be done separately? So definitely that's how you find them, and definitely you should be doing your CrossFit or strength training with your marathon or triathlon training program. All right, guys, if you have any questions for me that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, I can sometimes do a full podcast around your question like Ben's question here. You can just go to my Facebook page. It's probably the easiest way for you to post that. So go to facebook.com slash allaroundjoe. Just post it on my wall. Um, You can also, I guess, look me up on Instagram. That's instagram.com slash allaroundjoe. And you can send me a message there as well. Just get in touch with me. Let me know. Um, and I will be happy to answer the question on the podcast. Lastly, just one more shout out for my partners on this podcast. Perfect Amino helps me to recover faster. And if you're doing this triathlon style training, all that training, man, oh man, do I wish I had Perfect Amino for that. I would be popping about 30 of these pills on my training days just because it helps you train and recover so much faster. If you eat it at, or you take them at the right time, your body doesn't, doesn't need to digest them. Just gets the amino acids absorbed in, into your blood, which is going to make complete proteins and help you recover super fast. If you want to try them out, which I do recommend everybody do, I got all the people at my gym in my training program taking Perfect Amino. They take them in the morning, they take them in the afternoon, they take them right, a bunch of them right before the workout and then at night, and they are set super recovered, along with a fully functional, super awesome diet. But you go to allaroundjoe.com slash perfectamino and you use the code allaroundjoe at checkout and you'll get yourself a discount. And the last partner is whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com. You can go to whoop.com, use the code allaroundjoe to get yourself 100 bucks off. It is what keeps me sane. I have it on my wrist right now, looking at it. It is an always-on activity tracker. Make sure I'm recovered for that day. So, for example, today is a Thursday, which is usually an off day, but I had a green recovery score. So I'm going to go ahead and do my running program today rather than taking the day off and doing it tomorrow with my CrossFit. I'm going to just get it done today. And why not? Because I'm recovered, right? So those are my partners. Make sure you check out whoop.com. Use the code all around Joe. Hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast. I look forward to speaking with you very soon. The All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all around self-improvement junkie. I will see you all.